effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, Sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God, to learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble, nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ, and let's not forget the Holy Spirit. Somebody made that very, very apparent to me this past week at our state assembly meeting. I said, you know what? That is a very good point because it is the Trinity after all, so the Holy Spirit's going to be added into this. So God Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they are the host because they are sitting in the captain's chair. They are behind the wheel and therefore they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is a beautiful Sunday, at least where we're at here in the Lakeshore in Michigan, December 11th. 2022 and so today's episode uh, which is 396 we're going to be doing a reading out of isaiah chapter 29 a little discussion about it afterwards and then we're going to be talking about uh critical thinking and how it's required in assembly when we assemble our states when we assemble as people now i'm trying a little something different here and i'm trying to be a little bit more efficient with my time to reduce burnout to reduce um, also to kind of reduce, uh, taking a lot of time away from my family, but at the same time, putting out some good solid information 
here on this podcast because one thing I like to do, I like to stay on the air. I do. Uh, if I have to, if I can be completely honest, it's really easy for me to lose track of time and, you know, do hour long uh, podcast on here. Now, as you all know, 1% with him typically should have only been anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes. Well, we all know that I can't shut up fast enough to make it only 15 to 20 minutes. And lately, it seems like for the last month, a lot of these shows have been going for about an hour. So I figure, well, I might as well kind of evolve a little bit, kind of kill two birds with one stone, if you will, not to sound violent, but you know, I figure, you know what, let's kind of make this just an actual show, you know, where it's about an hour to an hour and 10, 20 minutes, depending, right? Where we do the Bible reading first, because God does have to come first. Let's be very honest and very, you know, very real about that. God has to come first. So we got to do at least 1% of our time with him, which is 15 minutes. And then we get into a good topic of discussion, you know, whether if that's assembly related, whether if that's history or maybe something that's, you know, our founding documents or maybe something that might be taking place in real time, such as, you know, the atrocities like, unfortunately, the human trafficking of children and the whole Balenci, you know what uh, atrocity that's going on, you know, so I figure we're going to kind of make this more of a uh, kind of an extended show for those that aren't really too crazy about hearing me read the Bible scriptures. That is fine. You know, you can tune in and just set a timer for roughly about 15, 20 minutes, and then you can tune in into the show after that. Um, and then we'll get into a discussion, you know, of other topics. So anyway. So again, just trying something new here because again, time is just, you know, I'm trying to be wise with my time. So, um, so I'm just trying to think how I want to start this. So what we're going to do is we're going to just dive right into Isaiah 29. It's going to get right into it for the sake of time. And then we're going to get into uh, some pretty good discussion. And I got a little bit of an audio I'm going to play here for you guys by an awesome man who was one of the original men that was uh, one of General Douglas's, if I, if I understand correctly, I believe, I'm not mistaken when I say this, uh, one of the original men that was picked by General Douglas MacArthur, who was in the Special Forces, Robert Gilman, and uh, he was part of what's called the Restore America Plan. Project Blue Book. So we're going to be getting into that a little bit. I got a five minute piece that I'm going to play from him. So it's, you know, it's, I, I must have listened to it, I swear, about 12 or 14 times a day because what he was talking about in this piece, I'm going to play it just rings so true with regards to assembling. And then I'm going to read something that Donna Brandenburg wrote on her telegram, which kind of crazy enough, almost, um, it's like God is moving the pieces on this board almost in you know, instinctly with one another, you know, with, with everybody that he has on his game board, if you will. It's amazing because with what I have in my mind and what I've been wanting to discuss and what I wanted to do and what I've been posting almost falls in line with other people and what they're posting and what they've been kind of sharing. And it's just, you could see the synchronicities of other people that, you know, are led by God and how this whole tapestry kind of forms, you know, together. So we'll get into that a little bit more further here after the reading. But Isaiah chapter 29, I am reading out of the New American Standard Bible. This one's a little bit longer, but not too bad. It's only 24 verses. And it reads, Whoa, Ariel, Ariel, the city where David once camped. Add year to year, keep your feast on schedule. 
I will bring distress to Ariel and she will be a great, uh, she will be a city of grieving and mourning and she will be like an Ariel to me. I will camp against you encircling you and I will set up siege works against you and I will raise up battle towers against you. Then you will be brought low from the earth. You will speak and from the dust where you are prostrate, your words will come. Your voice will also be like that of a spirit from the ground and your speech will whisper from the dust. But the multitude of your enemies will become like fine dust, and the multitude of the ruthless ones like the chaff which blows away, and it will happen instantly, suddenly. From the Lord of armies, you will be punished with thunder and earthquake and loud noise, with whirlwind and tempest and the flame of a consuming fire, and the multitude of all the nations who wage war against Ariel, even all who wage war against her and her stronghold, and who distress her will be like a dream, a vision of the night. Sorry, I just had to, I had to second guess myself for a second. I thought uh, I was still mute by chance because I wasn't seeing anyone in the chat board. I am not muted. Good. Okay, continuing. It will be as when a hungry person dreams, and behold, he is eating. But when he awakens, his hunger is not satisfied. Or as when a thirsty person dreams, and behold, he is drinking. But when he awakens, behold, he is faint, and his thirst is not quenched. So, Will the multiple, excuse me, so when, so will the multitude of all the nations be who wage war against Mount Zion, be delayed and horrified, blind yourselves and be blind. They become drunk, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with intoxicating drink. For the Lord has poured over you a spirit of deep sleep. He has shut your eyes, the prophets, and he has covered your heads, the seers. The entire vision will be to you like the words of a sealed book, which when they give it to the one who is literate, saying, please read this, he will say, I cannot because it is sealed. Then the book will be given to the one who is illiterate, saying, please read this, and he will say, I cannot read. Then the Lord said, because this people approaches me with their words and honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. And their reverence for me consists of their commandment of men is that is taught. Therefore, behold, I will once again deal marvelously with the people, wondrous marvels, excuse me, wondrously marvelous. And the wisdom of their wise men will perish, and the understanding of their men who have understanding will be concealed. Woe to those who deeply hide their plans from the Lord, and whose deeds are done in a dark place. And they say, who sees us or who knows us? You turn things around. Shall the potter be considered as equal with the clay? That what is made would say to its maker, he did not make me. Or what is formed, say to whom who formed it, he has no understanding. Is it not yet just a little while before Lebanon will be turned into a fertile field and the fertile field will be considered as a forest? On that day, those who are deaf will hear words of a book and out of their gloom and darkness, the eyes of those who are blind will see. The afflicted also will increase their joy in the Lord and the needy of mankind will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel for the ruthless will come to an end and the scorner will be finished, 
Indeed, all who are intent on doing evil will be eliminated. Hallelujah. Who cause a person to be indicated, indicted by a word and set a trap for the arbitrator at the gate and defraud the one in the right with meaningless arguments? Therefore, this is what the Lord who redeemed Abraham says concerning the house of Jacob. Jacob will not be ashamed now, nor will his face turn pale now. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will sanctify my name. Indeed, they will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and he will stand in awe of the God of Israel. Those who err in mind will know the truth, and those who criticize will accept instruction. And that is the full reading of Isaiah chapter 29, verses 1 through 24. Yet again, another great chapter. So, a few lessons in the text here. So, it's like, well, calling God a liar. So, obviously, no one calls God a liar. It's, that would be completely and utter foolishness. But I guarantee you there have been some people out there who have not just yelled at God, but probably called God a liar because of certain circumstances that may have, you know, been, you know, befallen in your life. And, you know, kind of causes you to think what kind of God would allow this or that or, or the other to happen in my life. Now, as we kind of look at verse 16, it states that it is foolish for a man to say of his maker that he had no understanding. Now, the very one who knew how to align every molecule in our body and to make it function perfectly obviously has to know what he is doing, he being God. No one thinks that humans should have been engineered with three legs for greater speed. We are made exactly as God intended us to be made. So, you know, what about his word? You know, do you believe that God knew exactly what he was doing when he had man pen the scriptures down? I think so. If you believe that God does not know what he was talking about when he discusses homosexuality, bestiality, being chased before marriage, cursing, or even the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then you have said that God lacks understanding on those issues. <laughs> And, and, and quite frankly, it would be laughable if one would actually believe that. But, you know, here's the thing. If you say that, then you are saying that he is lying to you about it. And again, if you feel like you need to update God's word to modern times, then you're saying that God's ways are no longer valid and they are no longer true to modern times. And don't be fooled by updates or improvements, if you will. And I use those words in quotes, updates and quotes and improvements in quotations. There's no such thing. As in updates or improvements in the word of God. There just isn't. And you can actually, if you want to know more about what happens to those who actually change by adding or subtracting in the Bible, I implore you to read the last uh, paragraph of the last chapter in Revelations. You will understand what happens to those people that change the, uh, change the Bible. Whether if they add or subtract, you'll you'll find very quickly what they what happens to those people. Read the last chapter, the last you know uh, paragraph in Revelations. 
is not good for anybody that changes the Bible. So again, there's no such thing as updates or improvements to the word of God. Let's just be very clear. Now let's break this down verse by verse, okay? Now, Ariel physically is a city in the West Bank, for those of you that were wondering. It's not Little Mermaid Ariel, but Ariel as in a city. Now, however, the Hebrew word means Lion of God, and it's a reference to Jerusalem where David ruled all of Israel. Now, even though Jerusalem is the holy city where God once accepted sacrifices for man and atonement of sin, God himself will actually fight against the city through the strength of other nations. And this was fulfilled with the Assyrian and Babylonian invasions. Now, as we kind of glance over verse 4, God does not show favoritism to anyone. And even though he dwells in Jerusalem, because of their sins, they will be treated as those who are friends with satanic spirits. Now, everyone with whom the Jews of Jerusalem associated, the merchants, foreigners, etc., they will suffer the same humbling that they will suffer. Instead of trusting on God, they decided to trust in trade and the knowledge of other nations, and therefore the thing they trusted will be brought down with them. Now, in verse 7 and 8, in a dreamlike state, the nations that will come up against Jerusalem will be victorious, but their victory will fade away as soon as they come to the reality of God's righteousness. Now, consider God's words against the king of Assyria in chapter 10 for a moment. One lives in one's own reality, believing to be acting according to one's own will, but is actually performing. The will of God. Now, if one fails to acknowledge that will, but continues to live according to one's own desires, one is like an axe boasting against the one who swings it. And so as we look at verses 9 through 12, God will not disclose himself to those who refuse him. Now, Jerusalem was given the word of God at the hands of Moses, and they saw the wonderful works of God, yet they did not have faith. Therefore, God will not give them understanding of the scriptures. So being asleep is basically living in a false reality. And we're seeing many people in today's society in, in America. I don't know so much about around the world because I have not traveled around the world. So I don't know what kind of reality other people are living in, but I can see the reality that people are living in today. And it is mostly indeed a false reality. I think we all see it. Anybody that's got the eyes to see and the ears to hear can clearly see a lot of people live in a false reality. That's that matrix we keep talking about, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So God does not like, as we look at verse 13 and 14, God does not like religion without sincerity. And yes, I know, religion is more of a man-made thing, but what's a religion without true sincerity behind it? Now, though one may attend worship and gives tithes and even fulfills, you know, all the sacrificial laws, or if you're Catholic, you, you know, you fulfill all the, you know, the, just all that, right? You, you, all the sacraments. If it is nothing more than just an outward effort and you're just going through the motions, it's basically useless. God's interested in the heart, not what one professes with one's lips. Although that is important, he wants to know he is going after the heart. 
Now, God wants one to consult him with one's decisions. And I'll tell you, that's something we do, at least we try our best to do in the Jones household, everything we do, whether if it's a, a purchase of some degree, which I know sounds silly because, you know, we try, we don't really live in a materialistic world. We're not very material, you know, we're not materialistic people, at least not anymore. We used to be, but, but even still, you know, we try to steward the money that we earn properly without trying to be stupid spenders. And so we consult everything to God, at least everything that, you know, if we think about it, we try our best to at least consult with him, you know, ask, Hey, is this wise? But, you know, God wants everyone to consult him with their own decisions, not to, you know, to, to not want to bring the decision to God is an indication that the deed may be evil. Now, as we look at verse 16, to place one's knowledge above the knowledge of the Lord is to, in fact, say that one is superior to God. And that, I'll tell you what, I hate to be the man or woman that actually makes that proclamation. Don't want to stand next to them in a thunderstorm. But obviously such is folly, and yet every time one chooses to follow one's own advice or the advice of another human rather than God's advice, well, one commits this fallacy. And so God sees the future and knows that liberation is coming for those who accept the Holy One of Israel, which is a reference to Jesus, as we see in Psalm 1610. And the forest is the saints. And you can see that referenced in Isaiah 61 chapter or verse 1 through 3 in Luke 4 14 through 21 now as we break down 20 and 21 here in this chapter the enemy of man will be cut off when the forest grows and so when Christ died and resurrected resurrected excuse me can't speak today he broke the power of death and defeated sin and so when one accepts Christ on faith he comes to live inside of one therefore freeing one from the bondage of sin and death and one can then overcome all the snares of the world. And God redeemed Abraham by removing him from his current place and imputing righteousness on him for his faith. And God will follow through on his promise to take care of Abraham's descendants. And as we kind of break down verses 23 through 24, now Jacob will see his children become the work of God's hands and give glory to Jesus and the Father. And the verse points to the eternal life of the soul. It supports Jesus' rebuke of the Sadducees when he said, and I quote, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You can see that reference from Matthew 22, verse 32. End quote. And so, in the time when Israel becomes God's work, the false doctrine will be exposed and the truth will be plainly taught for all to understand God's ultimate plan is redemption for Israel. And isn't that wonderful? And so that is, like I said, that is the full reading of Isaiah chapter 29 and uh, all 24 verses there. I love the commentary there. Um, you know, there was something I wanted to add in here. I knew there was something I was forgetting because since we're doing kind of multiple, two different sections, let me see if I can find, since we're doing kind of two segments, two shows in one, if you will, I wanted to have kind of a, let's see if I can find it. Well, maybe this might work. I don't know. Let's see. I'm still adding some new sound effects. So I don't know if some of you might remember from last week, we had a bit of an infiltrator in the show here that, uh, 
uh, thought it was wise to kind of start, you know, poking around and trying to poke the bear and was poking people here. And, you know, he was just, it was just not a, it was not a good situation, but I was thinking about actually in putting a, a sound effect in here, by the way, just for the record. So whenever we do have an infiltrator or a troll as they call him in the uh, internet world, right. I was going to play some sort of like alert kind of, uh, you know, sound, you know, <laughs> like a, like a troll alert, troll alert, you know what I mean? And then that'll be pretty much up to the moderators, you know, cause I'm going to leave it up to the moderators. You can either let them, you know, him or her hang themselves with all the terrible words that they're saying, you know, and let them kind of look, you know, show themselves for what they really are. Or, you know, you can just, uh, zap them out like Destry did. I mean, either way, I don't care. I just don't want to see, you know, um, if it, more, more, I guess I would say, I would like to see them, I guess, more likely get zapped out just because I don't want it to take away from, you know, the show, even though you can download it, it just takes away from people that want us to come here and enjoy the show, have their coffee, or if you're Rita, have your chocolate tea. <laughs> but yeah, it was distracting. It was very, very much distracting. And I don't think a lot of people were able to get much out of the live show. So, you know, I do apologize for that. I should have zapped them out much, you know, a long time ago, but I was trying to give them a chance. I was trying to give them a chance to kind of chill out, but apparently they wanted to be rambunctious. And, you know, I hate to admit it. They were very successful. You know, they were very successful. In fact, Robert and I, we were talking about this uh, after our state meeting yesterday before we left to all drive, you know, to go home. And uh, I believe they're listening right now. Tara, I see her screen name up, but I tip, I think they're both typically listening, but you know, I mean, we, me and him, we talked extensively about these kind of, you know, these things, you know, and, and Mr. Robert is, uh, he's former military. And I tell you what, I, I, the more I, I talk to that guy, the more I, I'm, I'm impressed with him because, you know, he just, he's a very smart, intelligent man. And I, I absolutely salute him. And I, if you're listening, Mr. Robert Calper there, I appreciate your service again. And it was awesome talking with you yesterday during and after the state meeting. It was really, really good time. So what we're going to do here, let's see if this will work. I'm going to play a little just transition music here. Like I said, the show is evolving, always ever evolving. And then we're going to get into the next segment here of, um, of talking about critical thinking required in assembly. So we'll be right back. Let's see if this plays. It probably won't play, will it? No, it will not. Well, 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 isn't that just peachy? Eh, well, anyways, we're going to just move right on ahead. See, this is what happens with uh, when you're not fully 100% prepared, guys. All right. So what I want to read first, though, what I want to read first is, so Donna posted something on her Telegram. And by the way, don't be surprised if the music starts playing here in a little bit, but I'm going to make sure I put the volume on low here. And he, Tara says, he said, thank you. And he enjoyed talking to you too. Awesome. So Donna today posted on her telegram with a YouTube channel or a YouTube, but uh, well, yeah, it's a YouTube channel, but a YouTube video. And she writes, part of our responsibility of self-governance is understanding the policy and procedures to achieve governance which gives a voice and which we control. Currently, it is backwards. Our state, Michigan, is run by an oligarchy, which I believe we can all agree to that. I'm sure actually every state in 
the continental United States is ran pretty much like an oligarchy for the most part. And yes, even Florida. Okay. I hate to break it to you, but yeah, until your state is completely, I mean, Michigan is bad. I mean, it's probably not like Florida. Florida is better than Michigan, but you know, it's not where it should be. But anyways, I continue to read. It says Michigan is run like an oligarchy or by an oligarchy, which installs candidates to carry out their orders, puppets and puppet masters who treat us as subjects in a punitive oriented system. To counteract this, we need to exercise our right to peaceful assembly, which the goal of getting action from the legislature to redress grievances. Now, they have been great at distracting us by going through the court system, which is stacked overwhelmingly with globalist activists, Soros puppet judges. The answer to assemble, we the people, who have the right to stand in front of our public functionaries, charged with the duty to uphold the Constitution. They all failed to carry out their oath of office, and we failed to assemble and hold them accountable. So, 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 and she makes a very good point. Now, as you all know, we are assembling, and right now we do have 15 states, and I will list them off right here, right now. They are first starting off with Michigan and Alaska, followed by Hawaii. Then we got Oregon, California, Montana, North Dakota, Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, and New York. Those are 15 states. We are almost there, ladies and gentlemen, with Minnesota. Arkansas is getting their stuff together, so that's amazing. Uh, who are not Arkansas, excuse me. Arkansas had some issues there. Arkansas had actually some real severe issues because, um, yeah, that, that's a whole different story. But we got um, Texas, I believe, should be getting, you know, hopefully almost situated. I believe New Jersey's finally getting something going. Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois. Um, I believe Utah and Arizona as well. So, I mean, it, it, it is happening, ladies and gentlemen. It is happening, which is great. Now, the one thing I wanted to play here is the, it's a piece, so it's only about five minutes. It's about five minutes. It's by Robert Gilman. Now, Robert Gilman was a man who served under General Douglas MacArthur, okay? Some people here in the chat that's listening live right now knows exactly who Robert Gilman is. Okay. Now, if just to kind of re kind of give you just another quick reminder. Now, back in the fifties, general Douglas MacArthur handpicked some of the brightest special forces operators to train them on what was called field training manual 2000 25. Now, if you're unsure of what I'm talking about, I did a 17 part series. Yes, I know it's the number 17. That was not done intentional. That just happened to be happenstance to be quite honest with you, but it is a 17 part series of the reading where I read the full training manual. If you go to hishardline.com, I mean, you can find it here in pond bean if you want to search for it, but I make it easier. If you go to hishardline.com, and you go to the, um, uh, I believe, what is it? Uh, if you click the National Assembly link, there's a little drop-down menu. Of course, there's there's the music. I was waiting for the music. 
there's some drop down music there or a drop down menu and you click edu spot and um it, it'll you'll see field training manual 2000-25 and so you click on that and there's 17 parts there you can start listening to it in fact i think oscar was just saying you can see the edu episodes number 15 and 16 for details on 2000-25 it's a really good listen i'll be quite frank with you i said to destry actually after i got done reading the whole manual i said why is this not being taught in homeschool curriculum this should be a homeschooled uh piece for 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 education it is that first off it's that interesting number one but number two it is that important because what the field training manual does is it helps it it, it basically explains in a nutshell how to restore a republic how to build up a nation state by restoring the republic from a democracy i don't know if you heard me how to restore a republic from a democracy because a democracy is not good folks a democracy ends up taking us to socialism and socialism ends up taking us to communism and let me tell you something you're not voting your way back out of communism the only way you get out of communism is, is with a gunfight and there ends up being a lot of blood that gets you know shed and something like that and that's not one area of history i want to see repeat here in this nation i really don't want to see that now this back to robert gilman now so with general douglas macarthur he formed what's called the restore america plan or also known as operation blue book okay and no it's not blue blue beam or the one that's dealing with aliens it has nothing to do with that operation blue book okay how to restore this country now, Robert Gilman was one of the original men that served and learned from underneath General Douglas MacArthur. So this piece I'm about to play, again, it's five minutes. It is found, you can find this audio, believe it or not, on the national-assembly.net website. So it is made public, so I'm not playing something that's you know, shouldn't be played. But this was from a, an assembly call and that they all agreed that this little piece of the call should be put out there to the public. Because again, it goes back to how people need to critically think and how that's so relevant when it comes to formulating our assembly of states. We've been riding on the coattails of people for so long. Unfortunately, we've been riding on the coattails of people that swear an allegiance and swear an oath to a foreign nation called Great Britain. Okay, we saw where that got us. That got us nowhere real fast. In fact, where it got us is basically shackled up to where they're putting their hands in our pockets 24-7, digging whatever change in dollars they can, you know, they can find in our pockets. So let's listen to what Mr. Robert Gilman had to say on this. What he's basically discussing is why the... Um, the handbook, which is like 56 or 57 pages, he's explaining in this call why the handbook is not available to download and read. He explains why. So let's listen to this. This is very important. I, again, I must have listened to this at least a dozen times or more today. Right. That's Robert. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I had the volume low. Let's uh, try that again. Right. That's Robert. And, 
Yeah, and, and here's here's the major point there, though, Paul. If these people, if, if you hand them a piece of paper, that's as far as it goes. And how many people has handed you a piece of paper, and as soon as they left, you looked at it again and threw it away? Not I, me. I, I, well, okay, you're, you're the exception to the rule. I'm talking about the norm. Because I do it myself. When I when I get approached by somebody that says, "Here, look at this. What do you think? Don't you think this is the greatest thing since bubble gum?" You say, "Yeah, it's man. It's bazooka." But here's here's the principles behind what we set up with the with the assembly information deal. First of all, you can't copy it. So what do you got to do? You need to sit there and read it. But while you're sitting there and reading it, you should be taking notes for yourself, looking for the concepts and principles that's in there. And once you've pulled the concepts and principles out for yourself, all you have to do then is look at, look at, re-look at the structure and say, okay, I know what I got to do. And the first step is find you some help. And start talking about it. Well, look, this is what Michigan did, but they're telling us that Michigan stuff may or may not apply to Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Alabama, Colorado, Oregon, Nevada. Those are states that are talking to us. I'm talking to all of them. And I encourage them to get their principles and the concepts out get the constitutions, they know what the hell's wrong, they need to look at what's driving that, and once they figure that out, then they need to start working at, okay, let's make our operations and functions, and that's up there. Again, read it, look for the concepts and the principles, mission statements, whatever, make your own damn notes. That way you've got three physical learning tools in action. You're reading, you're writing, and you're thinking about it. Those are those are key elements. So in order to do that, and I got somebody buzzing in already, but those are key elements of the reason why we set it up so that it could not be downloaded. And People all, and we're getting questions, they say, well, you know, I got the 176-page the or 174-page version of this very same thing. And I ask them, in that 176 pages, do you see one page that told you how to get started? And I'm going to tell you, folks, there ain't none in there. But in our little 54 or 56 page one, it tells you right from the get-go, this is where you go. And if that don't make sense to them, we don't want them to be trying to set up an assembly anywhere. Because they'll take your damn paperwork and they'll say, well, Michigan said, it's just like I got tired of hearing the crap. Well, Robert said, I hear that again, I'm going to let my foot fly. Because it's not what Robert said. It's what Robert says that you go and look up for yourself and make your own damn decision on. And, and it's 
it's imperative that that be the structure and that be our absolute demand for people that want to set up an assembly. Otherwise, they're just going to set up a group and they're going to sit around and, and, and throw stuff around and, and expect results. And when they don't get results, they're going to say, well, Michigan didn't tell us anything worth the crap. And that gets around real fast. And Marilyn and I got thrown under the bus by Indiana and by the same, by by that jerk in Ohio, and we can name their names. I mean, I know exactly who the hell they are. Paul Junior knows two of them also. So, you know, if they can't do their own work, folks, you know, we're not helping them by giving it to them on a platter. That's the problem with our present education system. Fill in the blank, check the box, and we'll pass you. Well, this isn't a passing grade. This is about getting the government back where it's supposed to be. And we can't do that by just passing paperwork around. And if that makes sense, you know, once again, um, and with that, I'll yield. You know. Yeah. He's very, very correct. Did you hear him toward the tail end of that, of that statement? We cannot help by doing and, and serving. We cannot help other people in other states by serving up this, you know, all on a, on a silver platter, if you will. Yeah, we have guys like Joe and Paul and Destry, and they travel and take their own time, money, resources, energy, effort their knowledge, and they help get their assembly started. But once they get them started, the rest is really up to them at that point to conduct their own meetings, to do their own, you know, historical research of their counties and their respective state, to to do all the things that you're supposed to be doing. Okay. Excuse me. And... He also was very accurate when he said in that statement that part of the biggest problem, or the one, not part, the biggest problem with our education system is nobody is taught to think critically anymore. Nobody is taught, everybody is, just has a bunch of lazy minds. Nobody wants to really think critically or, or do the hard work. Again, this is one of the reasons why I think so many people thought that, oh, all I have to do as, a, as an American is vote people in, not realizing the elections were always rigged. It, you think this is a 2020 or a 2022 issue? No, it's the, 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 the system's been rigged for a long time ago, folks. The deck has been stacked against us, okay? The stack has been you know, the deck has been stacked against us and we're just now fighting about it now. All right. This has been a long standing issue, but again, most people believe, Oh, that's all I have to do as an American to, to fulfill my civic duty is, is, is vote my people in and they're going to do the work. They got my best interest. He said all the right things. He said, he's going to do this. He said, he's going to bring down taxes. He said, he's going to do this, that, and the other, right? I mean, you just list off whatever lie you've heard in, in your past life. 
And then nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, they always end up doing the complete opposite. Well, why is that? Well, remember, we're talking about attorneys here, lawyers. Attorneys and lawyers swore an oath to Great Britain. What's a bar card holding attorney? What's the bar mean? It's an acronym, bar. British Accreditation Registry. British Accreditation Registry. They swear an oath to a foreign nation, folks. This is why Congress up and basically walked out of their session, sine die, back in 1861. Because this man by the name of Abraham Lincoln took the office of president when he really shouldn't have per the original 13th Amendment, which was you are not to hold any office in the United States of America if you hold a title of nobility or swear an allegiance to a foreign nation. Well, Abraham Lincoln swore an allegiance to a foreign nation. He was an attorney, and therefore he took office as an attorney. You know how many people that pissed off? It made a lot of people mad. Now, I'm not here to demonize Abraham Lincoln, but, you know, there's there's some history that people need to kind of start digging into and learning. Again, back to what he was saying. Take notes when you're learning, when you're listening to phone calls, when you're, when you're reading, when you're watching a video. Listen, take notes, and think. Like he said, we already know what the problem is. We need to start acting on the solution. What's the solution? We need to assemble our states. 38 is what we need. Now, as a sovereign citizen, and I use the word citizen as a capital C, there are actually, and I've learned this, this is actually a real thing, because again, spelling in capital letters and lowercase letters have very significant meanings. So a citizen with a capital C is actually a good term that re- references the good people of America, capital C. If you're referencing a citizen with a lowercase c, we're talking about the employees of the federal government. Those are the people that are in D.C. So as sovereign citizens, capital C, by the way, of this republic, we are the king and the source of law, and therefore the force of law cannot be enforced against us, except by us and not by any government. Well, Jason, what do you mean that? Well, by a common law grand jury. Okay. A common law grand jury. Okay, so when we join the assembly, we sign one of three documents. One of them is called a JCO. It's a Jural Covenant of Office. If I had it with me right now, I'd I'd read it off. And maybe I'm going to do that again, one of these shows. Read off those documents because they're very important. But a common law grand jury is basically the buffer to protect the people at large. We the people in general, right? against uh, usurping and tyrannical people and, you know, usurping, you know, despotic powers in the lower three branches of government, which would be the legislative, the judicial, and the executive branch. Again, 
we are the king and source of law, and therefore force of law cannot be enforced against us except by us and not by any government. I want to read something off. Let me go to the michigandejure.org website real quick for a second, because this is one of my favorite things. I believe it's from a, a court case. I can't remember from where or when. Let's see if the Internet will cooperate with me. I'm getting a little spinning wheel of death here on my computer. Come on. We are live on the air here, computer. Let's not uh, take our sweet time. Wow, let's take sweet time. How about that? Hold on. We're waiting and we're waiting. Well, while that's going and doing its thing, I guess I'll... Uh... Wow, it really doesn't want to go. That is super annoying. But here's the thing. If there wasn't any truth to this statement that I just said, then why... Why would the federal government exercise such pains to facilitate this complex political conundrum and fraud that we're all living through? You know, this explains why every law is considered civil, even the ones defined as criminal are actually considered civil law. Contracts can be enforced against everyone in this nation, including a king. Here it is. So this is what I wanted to read off. This was from uh, a court. Uh, what is this from? This is from 1886 in Yick Wo v. Hopkins. And it says, sovereignty itself. There it is. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. It says, sovereignty itself is, of course, not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty... Oh, Robert, oh, what makes sense? Come on. Let's and turn that off and turn that on low. I hate when it does. I wasn't even on the screen. Um, where was I? While sovereign powers are... I'm just going to start from the top. That was very distractive and annoying. Sovereignty itself is, of course, not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system... While sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Maybe you kind of recognize that little saying because that's at the beginning of the intro of what I just played. And so by the third constitutional rewrite, we all unknowingly became a 14th Amendment citizen, lowercase c, by the way, by our consent. And we became collateral property of the corporate United States government. Which, once again, is the king and queen of England, the Vatican, and the Sebastian and Rothschild royal family factions. Our lives, our destiny, our children, our credit, our labor, our freedom, and all that we perceive to own, seemingly, would be and has since been leveraged against the unlimited spending practices of that body politic. Our money was once backed by gold after 19, you know, uh, was once backed by gold. And after, after 1933, it read, and I quote, backed by the good faith and credit of the American people, end quote. And now it promises absolutely nothing because now it's all just fiat money and counterfeit. It's, it's losing value by the day. We're seeing it crash before our eyes. 
and it has no ascertainable value. Now, one little thing I kind of wanted to touch on before I go, actually, before I get into this here, if you kind of recall what Robert was saying in that audio piece, there's no pass or fail in this, okay? It's not, again, this is not a pass-fail thing. This has everything to do with getting government back to where it should have been all along. Okay. And so next you, you know, next came what was called the Reconstruction Act of 1868, which is misleading because it actually dealt with the reconstructing of the uh, order of governmental power and redefined the military's purpose and authority within the Virginia Company fraudulently being represented as the United States of America. And so this remains in full force in effect today, despite the fact that President Andrew Jackson had vetoed it. Now, presidential vetoes can be defeated by a two-thirds majority vote by Congress, and this is one subsequently... And this one subsequently was defeated. Now, as a result of this act, the power and authority of, of the military, it supersedes all power and authority of all state, county, and city governments, which are now part of the federal government, and all law enforcement personnel is subordinate to the president and the generals in charge of the federal government, and therefore, the power and authority of the federal government becomes an absolute by this act. Again, that's the... Reconstruction Act of 1868. And so all this basically means is that the government now has the right to tell you how to live your life, whereas before this act, we controlled the government. See how that works? Before this act, we controlled the government. And so as a little side note, this explains how an FBI agent can take an investigation away from a local police department. All states and state officials are sub-federal and are sub-subordinate to the federal government. And when we at one time used to control the state and federal government as a republic, any and all who refuse will be treated as belligerents and subject to the Confiscation Act. And most people who have a local county and state job, do not even realize that they are all federal employees pursuant to the Reconstruction Act and the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. And then you get to the bankruptcy of America in 1933, which then was the introduction of a whole, whole new legal system. And I'm not sure how much time I want to spend on this because, I mean, I could spend all, all day and all night on this. Obviously, I can't because I want to make sure I create an equal balance here of time with family and, and podcasting here. But this is very important. But I think it's important to note that on March 9, 1933, the House Joint Resolution, number 192 to 10 by the 73rd Congress, was voted into law which is the Emergency Banking Act. Now, this act declared the Treasury of the United States bankrupt, which is an impossible feat since the U.S. Treasury was secretly closed by Congress 12 years earlier in 1921. And so the Emergency Banking Act succeeded in abrogating America's gold standard and 
hypothecated all property found within the United States to the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve Bank. So all sovereign American citizens, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I, uh, whoever wrote this statement, somebody was saying in the chat board, it is making me sick to pay my real estate and personal property taxes. Now I know what is true. It always pissed me off, but now it really makes me with two you know, mad emoji faces. Yeah, I'm with you. I am totally with you. You know why? I'm, I'm, I got to pay. We have to pay our wintertime property taxes. We have two property tax times. We got one in the summer and one in the winter. The winter one's a little less than the summer, but still $4,200. You think I want to chuck that up? Hell no. I'm pretty sure my wife doesn't want to pay that up. We hate that. Knowing what we know now. Oh, thank you. Leslie, Missouri. Yeah. Um, you can't get your name changed on the account. Yeah. Podbean's, Podbean's great like that. But yeah, it's um, it, it's it, it really makes you sick to your stomach when you realize what's happening, right? And the theft of our our dollars, and and and, you, and, to, and to add insult to injury, then you look at all the federal income taxes and state income taxes that get raped and pillaged out of our check, right? It sucks. And then the high gas prices, and then the inflation, and then the you know you got to pay to renew your car tabs for so you can drive on public roads, right? For me, I got I just got done doing that just not too long ago. Now, thankfully, mine's not that expensive. It's only 104 bucks. But my wife, her car, because it goes based on the value of your car brand new, even if it was a car you bought 20 years ago, it still goes based on the value of new value. It was like a little over $240. I was like, you kidding me? You know, they keep whacking us with all these stupid taxes. But here's the thing. All sovereign American citizens... Again, capital C, not lowercase c, that's us, capital C, residing within the Republic of States suddenly and falsely were expatriated from their sovereign American status without their knowledge or consent and their labor, get this, their labor, souls, children, property, sweat equity, credit, it all became the financial collateral for the public debt, which, well had then been converted into a public trust, which had been scripted after the ancient Roman trust. And script basically being money or a negotiable debt instrument was then issued by a private corporation, which is now owned and has been owned by the group of the Sebastian European Jewish bankers, which is now known as, you know, the Federal Reserve System to everybody. And so these promissory notes that we have were, you know, they were called Federal Reserve notes. And our future treatment by the U.S. government was to be redefined under USC Title 50, U.S., you know, United States Code Title 50, which is the Trading with the Enemies Act in which American citizens are defined as an enemy of their government. Let me repeat that again. Trading with the Enemies Act in which American citizens are defined as an enemy of their government. And this is the reason why Lincoln's declaration of war is renewed yearly by Congress and the president. In the same year, President Roosevelt closed the Virginia Colony Corporation and opened up a new government corporation called the United States, Inc. You see how all this works together, folks? And yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, Patriot Eagle or Beagle. Yeah, then they send a good portion of our money over to Ukraine, and then they can launder it in FTX, and then that whole company goes bankrupt, and then they keep it for themselves. It's great. 
It's absolutely great, isn't it? What a country. You understand why, ladies and gentlemen, why why assembling, why the assembly of states under of we the people is so vitally important. We're going to see some very large traction here, I think, coming in the future few weeks and coming couple months here, because I'll tell you what, there's a lot going on and there is some infiltrators beyond infiltrators within the assemblies in general, not just Michigan, but other states. Which is why you saw my post this morning if you were out there and you were reading this morning. And I'm gonna read it on the air. I have no I make no apologies about it. I make no apologies about it. And because of my own observation skills and of course who I talk to, I have a pretty good idea who the heck these people are. Some of them are pretty obvious and some of them not so obvious. They slide under the radar very sneakily, like a snake in grass. But this is what I wrote. This was this morning at 3.55 a.m. I said, to all bad actors who are infiltrators, and you know who you are in the assembly, you know. I said, to all bad actors who are infiltrators, you are known. We are on to you, and you are want you are being watched, and you will not succeed. Let it be known. When all shakes out, you will be facing trial for an attempted overthrow of a lawful government. Understand this. What actions you take today will certainly dictate your fate of the future. Your future. I tell you, I didn't get involved in this assembly just to have freaking story hour and cupcakes and coffee and to socialize and have social hour. No, that's not why I got involved. Absolutely not. You got it freaking twisted. If you think that's why I got involved in the assembly, I got better things I can do with my time if that's all this was. And yeah, you're absolutely right, Tara. Some of these people give themselves away. It's so obvious who these people are. Not just in this state, in other states too. It's so obvious. It's very obvious who these people are. And you know what? It pisses me off. Because you got good men, God rest his soul, like Robert Gilman, who he and, and, and other good men under General Douglas MacArthur, right, that, that worked their tails off to get this this plan up and going off the ground the restore america plan to restore this republic for democracy right these men had served their whole entire lives for god family and country and again god rest his soul i've never had the privilege of meeting the man i've heard great things from the very only five minutes of that sound clip that we heard it was um a great piece of advice that he gave right there. Take notes while you're reading or listening to information and think back on it, reflect on it, use critical thinking skills. How can you apply it? And Oscar is absolutely right. Who also served as a U.S. Marine Corps and in the U.S. Marine Corps. We are the last bastion of hope for the world. Yes, we are. And that's not a light statement he says either. Which, by the way, thank you again, Oscar, for your service. <clears throat> I also wanted to take a note, too. Um, 
I believe this is relevant to say and important. I got an email from someone in, oh, forgive me, I don't have my phone in front of me. It was someone in Missouri for sure. And there was a lady that took the uh, brochure from Alaska, which basically is the uh, compendium of America's history. It's a short compendium of kind of a brief overview of kind of where we were at from 1213 AD up until present day. And she went on a radio station, a localized radio station, and they afforded her, believe it or not, almost an hour. I listened to the whole thing and she read that whole compendium live on the air and 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 for their local radio station. And I think the lady also sent uh, that sent me that link, sent one to Destry as well. She asked me, she goes, do you think Destry would be interested in this? I said, yeah, absolutely. He would be interested, interested in this. You see. I can't be the only voice doing this. I don't want it to be just Jason Jones out here on his hard line. We need more voices. We need more people to start their own podcast, to bounce back and forth this information, have dialogue so we can learn off one another, right? Sharp iron sharpens iron. It has to be a decentralized thing. I, I as much as I'd like to take the, you know, the, the honor of being the guy that people come to this, you know, podcast for information, in the assembly, we have to have more people that do it as well. People need to get involved. They need to start learning, self-educate, and also bear the responsibility of teaching others. I can't be the only one. We have to have more people out there. Industry agreed. We talked a little bit about it uh, last night, I believe. I was driving back from the meeting. Uh, he was like, did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, I heard it. I'm like, I told the lady to send you the link. <laughs> and I'm like, it wasn't it awesome. He goes, yeah. We need more people to do this. And I think we're going to be hearing more about this from Donna. I really believe we're going to be hearing more about assembling by Donna Brandenburg, who, by the way, did not concede. FYI. Remember, she ran underneath the U.S. taxpayer party of Michigan. She did not she did not concede. But. We're going to be hearing a lot more of this, okay? There's a lot going on in the background than people even realize. Yeah, and I, again, I'm going to restate this too. There's a lot going on than probably that goes beyond the scope of my understanding as well, okay? I don't want to give you guys false a false um, representation of making you guys think that I know more than you know than than I lead on. That's not the case at all. I know just about as much as you guys do, except maybe a little bit more because I just I do some reading. I do a lot of digging on the National Assembly website. Okay, I just I like to dig. I like to research. So believe me when I say I'm not privy to any special information. I just use basic observation skills. Critical thinking, again, hence the title of tonight's show. Critical thinking required an assembly. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to do it yourself. Come on. If you're not willing to do it yourself, then you can see the front door. Leave. And I'll make another statement. If things offend you easily and you can't handle solid truth and facts and you're an easily offended person, you're going to need 
a lot of tissues and you're going to need a safe space a lot of the time, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. There's too many people that get easily offended and quite frankly, it's sickening and it's annoying. If you're an easily offended person, get the hell out of here, please. Do not waste our time. We have a republic to restore. We don't have time to sit here and hold your hand and hold your hair back and give you a tissue while you wipe your tears away, you know, with your mascara riding down your... No, we don't have time for that. I'm not trying to sound sensitive here, but here's the thing. We don't have time to sit here and dink around with people's feelings. We have a very big issue at hand here, and we need to get it resolved. I was going to read a little bit more here, but uh, I think that I think that would be probably a good place to end it because again, we're reaching almost an hour and ten minutes. And like I said, I I usually when I do these podcasts, I just don't know sometimes how to shut up, which is why I'm going to try to take two shows and just merge them into one. And like I said, the other reason is too, if you kind of been on a you know been here on a day where I do a, a Bible reading and then close out the show and then try to open up a new show for some reason, I don't know why. It seems like Podbean always likes to give me issues with the audio. So I figure, you know what, this is a very good way to eliminate that issue. So, so anyway, let's do a prayer, shall we? I think that'd be really good. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for tonight's show. We want to say thank you for another reading in your Bible. And we thank you for the assembly of, of Michigan, the Michigan General General Assembly, as well as the uh, county assemblies. And we, and we also thank you for all the other assemblies out there, Missouri, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, California, Hawaii, Alaska, New York. We thank you for all these assemblies. And I do apologize if I'm missing some out there. Oregon, the new one. We pray for the success of our state assemblies. We pray for the people within these assemblies. We ask that the Holy Spirit works through each and every one of them. We ask that the good people that are in it for the real reasons of restoring this republic, that you continue to allow the Holy Spirit to work through these people so that we can continuously move forward in gaining back our freedom and gaining back our sovereignty once and for all and get back to self-governing like we should have always been at. And for those that are in it for the wrong reasons, I pray that the Holy Spirit works to those people and help them realize that what they are doing is in fact a treasonous act and it is considered an overthrow of a lawful government. And so I just pray, God, that the Holy Spirit works through these individuals who decide that they want to infiltrate, that they stop and they think and they reverse what they're doing and hopefully take recourse in actually being on the right side of history. But we know you have this all laid out, God. We know that you have this plan. We know you got this, you know, we know you got this in your hands. And we ask that our enemies also, like Rita was just saying here, if they do take recourse, we ask that they also repent. We also repent of our sins and ask for your forgiveness and grace. So we pray for our nation. Please guide our people. Guide this great nation we call the United States of America. And help us become the beacon of light to the rest of the world. And we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. And let me also add one more thing to that. 
We also pray for all the children in the world too. We pray for all the children to continuously keep being saved and restored and we just, you know, I, I don't know really how else to put it. We just, we pray for the children and in your son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. And so that's all I really have for you all, ladies and gentlemen. I really do appreciate you being here. I love this community. You guys are so great. You know, without you guys, his hard line would be kind of a dud. But this is, you know, you, you guys are God's people. You know, so there's a reason why you guys are here. And, and we're going to keep growing this. You know, and I like I tell people, if you're looking for a podcast that talks about CERN, or if you're looking for a podcast that likes to talk about Alex Jones type, you know, subject matters, uh, you know, go go to go listen to Mike Adams. You know, go listen to Alex Jones. Go listen to uh, SGT Report. You know, if you're looking for somebody that's always constantly bashing people who are getting the jab, this is not the place. We're not that podcast. We're not that show. In fact, this show might sound pretty redundant and almost to the point of somewhat sounding maybe a bit boring because there's only there's only two things we're going to really talk about here. God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, for one. And the second thing is America, how to restore the republic and our true history. That's really all we're really interested in. And yes, while we do discuss modern, you know, uh, current affairs, like the whole, you know, Balenciaga thing, okay? And I hate saying that word because it means, you know, ball is king, which every time I say that, I have to counter it by saying Christ is king. Christ is king. Jesus Christ is king. Because there is power in words, you know. And so, um, yeah, we're just, this is all we're here to do. So, you know, we might not be as a popular of a show, which I'm not here to win popularity contests. Let me just make myself clear. I've had a few, quite a few people, actually. It was quite humbling. Let me just share this little 30-second story. I had a lot of people at yesterday's state meeting come up to me like, oh, you're Jason with His Hard Line, right? You're, I love your podcast. I'm like, well, I, I said, let me just make one you know, little correction. I said, first off, thank you. I appreciate your compliment and your kind words. I said, but second, I do want to make one little correction. I said, this is God's show. It's not my show. It's God's show. And quite frankly, it's the people's show, okay? I want to have more people on this podcast, um, in the assembly, I want to start having more voices in the assembly because people want to be heard. And I have to make sure you're a trustworthy person. I'm not going to just let any old Tom, Dick and Harry on here, but you know, I, I want people cause people have stories to tell. Right. And so sometimes people want to be heard and it might not be, a, you know, related to the assembly. Maybe it might be a spiritual story, right? How you, how you got saved. Right. So, I want to try to get more voices on here because, you know, the voice of, well, like Donald Trump always calls, you know, calls us the forgotten man. That's what we were for the longest time. We were the forgotten men and women of America. We all have a voice and nobody seems to listen to that voice. Nobody seems to hear or listen to our story. And so I like to get more people over time to share their story about their experience and how, how the assembly has been such a blessing to them and what they've learned or God, how God has moved in their life and how by them accepting Jesus Christ in their heart, how that has played a significant role in their marriage or, or in their personal life in general. I think that would be great. And zero in Michigan writes on the chat board. Thank you. Thanks 
for your integrity. Well, thank you, Zero in Michigan. I really appreciate that too. Like I say, guys, I don't always have it right. And when I do have it wrong, there are some people that listen in on here and they are my checks and balances. And if I say something that might be factually slightly skewed or incorrect or might be off in some way, fashion or form, I will always either get a chat right here live on the board or a text and they'll say, hey, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Um, Make a correction here. Or if the show is over, um, I will always do an amendment or like a a, a course of, you know, I, I will do like a change like an amendment type of show and, and, and address the record and correct the record properly on the next show. Because again, I believe in making sure everything that goes out here is proper, factual, and truthful. And then, and if it's something that comes from Jason Jones's opinion or, uh, you know, his own thoughts, I will make sure I try to differentiate the two. So it's not being misrepresented as fact. So, but that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for joining us here at His Art Line. And remember, we are firm and we are steadfast and we are uncompromising. And like it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So proceed forward, hardliners. Don't let the enemy push you down. It's up to us to push the enemy back on their side. Okay. Be the voice of reason. Be the voice of God. Be the voice of a true patriot, not a fake patriot, a true patriot. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you back here tomorrow for another episode here at His Heart Line. And until then or the next time, I hope you all have a God-blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world. Bye-bye. effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good. A state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We are warriors for Christ, ladies and gentlemen, and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time, and we will push the enemy back on their side. It's time to get our nation back. It's time to return to God. need to repent of our sins. If we plan on moving forward as a nation under God, we need to
to ask for his forgiveness. And each and every day, remember, you need to ask and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline, and please come back, share this podcast far and wide, and don't forget to share the website, www.hisheartline.com. We'll see you next time.